What's going on, everybody? You've got the card board coaches here with your boy, Coach Co. And I am the sports card cartel. No French today. No French, uh, nothing fancy. It's a sports card cartel kind of day. It's been a sports card cartel kind of week. And it's time to talk about the sports cards. I want to start this. Oh, I want to start this episode off by, uh, well, first of all, I want to say that a few weeks back, I know I said that my New Year's resolution was to open more product, um, but I've decided to rescind on that New Year's resolution. (laughs) I've instead... um, they're going to do something I also talked about doing, which I never really announced as a New Year's resolution, but something that I was like, you know what? This is what we need to start doing. Something that you actually and I bounced off beforehand. Um, and that is specifically around the hobby shops. And like we, you've mentioned the hobby shops so many times. We've talked about how people said that hobby shops, you know, some people don't think that they should be there. You and I both 100% believe that they're integral parts of the hobby. And as a result of that, I have actively been making way more effort to go visit my local card shops. Uh, This week, it happens to be the one that's closest to me. Um, And so I happened to be there on, I think it was like Tuesday. Uh, I mean, the day is irrelevant. And I was there for, I want to say about two hours, sifting through the dollar boxes like I typically do. Um, and you know, no matter how many times I go through those dollar boxes, I always find something that I either didn't see before, or maybe they added it like from the like three days before, or I don't know, whatever. And while I was there, there must have been no word of a lie, maybe four or five people come in off the street and say that they had cards for sale, um, or they were looking to sell and they didn't really know where to take them. And asked if, you know, this local card shop was buying. Uh, And the card shop said, it really depends on what you have. And they're like, I actually have it in my car or I live down the street or whatever the case may be. And in, I want to, let's say four. So in all four instances, the people came in with these boxes of cards, binders of cards, things that we talk about a lot from the old collecting days. And uh, it was entirely 90s hockey quote unquote junk wax. So from early nineties, like OPG, OPG premier stuff, uh, stuff that you and I have talked about appreciating. Um, but I mean, the value is not quite there. And I mean, ultimately they get told that like, you know, the collecting that you did 30 years ago really doesn't have a numerical value attached to it. You know, like there might be sentimental value there. And that's all the more reason to keep your stuff. Um, but in these instances, I mean, honestly, you could have offered these people pennies on the dollar. Um, and, you you know, you might have actually had to pay the card shops to take to take the stuff because the storage is why they wanted to get rid of this stuff. They didn't they didn't come in because, you know, they thought they had riches, although some, one person did. Um, ultimately, it was about the storage. And they were like, you know what, this stuff's been sitting in my garage or my spare room or my attic or whatever the case may be. And they're like, I just need this gone. Like, just basically, like, just offer me something. And uh, I mean, I was kind of, I felt bad that like, I mean, none of us really kind of wanted it. Um, but the reason why I bring this up is because 
I, after these people left, I had a conversation with a person at the shop and they said that over the course of the last three, four weeks, so basically since the turn of the new year, there has been an overwhelming amount of people either calling in or coming in, attempting to sell and some even buy 90s hockey. And I find that freaking fascinating. And I find it fascinating for several reasons. Um, one, because, I mean, I have not hid the fact that like I, I have been sifting through boxes for 90s hockey for the better part of the last year and a half. Because I just find it so cool. I think that, I mean, so many players, notable players, Hall of Famers. Like, I think if we look back on like the early 2000s, like there's not a ton of Hall of Famers, if I'm going to be honest with you. But if you look at like the early 90s, I mean, there were like Forsberg, Solani, Korea, uh, Sakic, Iserman, Lemieux, Yager. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Um, I just think it was a wonderful time for hockey. It was a wonderful time for collecting. And I, I don't, I, I mean, I completely understand why people are drawn to it. And I'm curious, I mean, seeing as, I mean, now you're, working at a card shop or working closely with a card shop. Is this something that you're seeing every day? And if so, to what extent? And don't forget a couple of the most widely collected Europeans ever, Pavel Bure, Dominic Hasek, right? Yes, sir. The offer that a lot of people get coming in with that hockey bag full of 90-91 score, the offer is usually will help you throw it out. Unfortunately, right? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. What you're getting to, and yes, you are correct. Uh, there's calls every day about, uh, I am coming to the Cardboard Coaches listeners live and direct from a card store. Literally, I'm sitting in one right now, surrounded by cards. Um, I'm working on a 90s project. As you know, it is my baby. They're not my cards, but this project is my baby, and I'm very proud of it so far, and we're going to be unveiling it at the Toronto Expo. Maybe I should stop talking about it. But... Uh, we're talking about the fact that we are touching on a group of collectors who have come of age. They were the ones collecting in the nineties. I'm going to be like really specific. Okay. Guys that are around 40 um, because right around the time that they started high school, if you follow the timeline and we established this timeline before we started recording, Coach Co. And we established that when, by the time I was like six, seven years into collecting, you were just being born. So if we follow the timeline, when, when these guys and myself enter high school, we are talking about the hobby transitioning from a full-on boom, courtesy of the entrance of brands like Upper Deck, Score, Pro set, uh, all the various subsidiaries, Parkhurst, et cetera, creating a selection and variety like we had never seen before. And, and transitioning from a boom period with massive overprinting to the mid 90s. So remember, these collectors are now a little bit more grown, puberty, high school, a little less interest, still plenty of interest in the sport playing the sport 
watching the sport, but not necessarily collecting the cards. And now you have tops, upper deck, Pacific, et cetera, realizing that the one thing we forgot in this collecting boom was that scarcity plays a factor. And there is no scarcity when you look at any of the early 90s releases. Premier debuting in 9091 gave us the illusion of something more high-end and more limited. Maybe it was tougher to find it. I couldn't find that stuff at the local convenience store. I'd have to go to a hobby shop. I could find Upper Deck at the convenience store. But make no mistake about it, right? By the time they got done printing the boxes and packs, the, the, the factory sets, the Upper Deck high number factory sets, there was enough out there and then some, right? And then mid-90s come along and I, look, I'm not a 90s expert. There's a reason why I did 80s on Gong Show and I'm about to do 05 to 15. The reason why I'm people are like, why are you skipping the 90s cartel? I'm not an expert because I stopped collecting in the mid-90s right around the time. I'm going to say 94, 95. You correct me if I'm wrong because you've been doing some research. I'm sure there's a listener who's like, yeah, but there was a release in 93, 94. 90, right around 94, 95, which uh, included the very beautiful, uh, I guess I could use some visuals, couldn't I, Coach Co? Yeah, for the for, people who are watching. For for YouTube, right? Uh, and I'll I'll try to do that as best I can, but you know, this was a big set. The top finest. finest. Yeah. So here comes refractors. Refractors. Yeah. So I mean, not only the hockey, but like across the board, like basketball right. gets refractors, baseball yes. gets refractors, hockey yeah. gets refractors, uh, right. football gets refractors. You know what I mean? So like all of the sports mid nineties, because of the overprinting and because of the junk wax, like these companies had to pivot. They had to do something to entice whoever was left over. And yep. they had to create that scarcity, and they did so through. That's exactly. I mean, you start and to see serial numbers for the first time in the so mid nineties, right? Not just the base sets, which are now we're going to make less of, mind you, still going to make plenty of them for sure. Um, the insert sets, the serially numbered sets, the parallels, um, you know, all sorts of gimmickry. Uh, here we go to. Uh, 96, this is either 95, 96, 96, 97, with the release of uh, SPX, which is holographic at that point. This is a 90, 96, I think. Right. So, again, gimmickry runs rampant, and you yeah. would think that would lead to, you know, a lower print run. Now, I don't think the print run on this set is incredibly low. I also but, don't think it's that high. I think there were just enough people that said screw right. it to the hobby at that time. Because they, I think that there was a, a good chunk of people that were sour because they collected so hard in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. And and like this stuff was meant to kind of like bring them back. But I, I think a good chunk of people were just kind of like screw this shit. I'm not putting any more money into this because like the last time you said this was scarce, it wasn't. So what's yeah. to stop you from doing that again now? Right. Now so the reality is the 30, 35 year olds who were the kid that I was collecting OPG, they were collecting this stuff. They were loving this stuff. They had to be very picky because, you know, my, my packs of buying packs of score pro set, these are like a buck back in the day, Coach Co. They're buying packs that are now all over the place, potentially up to around like, Eight, nine, ten dollars. I was gonna say some of them upwards of fifteen bucks, I think, man. By the time you get to 90, 96, 97, 98, 
there are definitely packs uh, carrying the SPX brand, carrying all these other brands that are coming in on 20 bucks a pack for sure. And you have to go to a specialty shop and there's not as many specialty shops as there was in the early nineties. Some have already started closing because that boom really, the boom kind of ended in the mid nineties, early nineties, right? So it becomes a difficult pursuit, more expensive, but there are some really fond memories because the guys I know that collected it at the time that are going for it right now, the guys that know all the details about the parallels, all the details about the first day issues, all the details about the gold medallions, all the details about the what is a platinum mirror gold red Ooh. red platinum dude. It, it it gets really. I'm loving the platinum mirror was, though. I, I really am. The, yeah, they, they know it. They want it. And then there's the folks like Coach Co, aka Coach Co Collectibles, aka the master of the tiki talkie. <laughs> who is younger, but you're, you know, it's the same way I'm all, if I'm fascinated with the seventies, you are becoming fascinated with the nineties and rightfully so there's so much to be fascinated by. There's so much gimmickry. There are inserts that, that look like this, you know, and, and this is just, this is just summit ice. Yeah. You know, there's, there's like the, it was it's a fire on ice or something on it. No, I mean, there, there, there's artist proof. There's, you know, as quickly as I identify the most expensive ones, they get taken so I, away. I think for me, and I'm gonna—I mean, I'm just gonna share what I, exactly how I feel about this is like. I grew up idolizing these players, right? Like, I mean, I got into hockey when I was like probably four or five years old. These guys are legendary now, and like they're like hitting prime. Like these guys are hitting like their peak, and you know, now I'm starting to like understand hockey more. And like maybe I'm like seven, eight, nine, ten. And these guys are dominating the league. I mean, they're putting up a crazy amount of points. Um, they're scoring beautiful goals. Uh, and, you know, when I look back on, you know, what, what matters most to me in terms of hockey, like those are that those are some of my, my fondest memories of like, like those players playing. Right. And I, I just, for me, it, it's, it's such a disservice that their rookie cards are like mass produced and or not worth very much. And so for me, when I see uh, like a, sh a, a short printed parallel or, you know, a parallel or a, a set that really resonates with me where I get to have, you know, Martin Berger, where I get to have Jeremy Roenick, where I get to have Paul Correa, where I get to have Yager all in this set. I'm like, man, this is like a dream come true. Like this is like, imagine if, if they created a Hall of Fame set. Do you know what I mean? Of like all yeah. the Hall of Famers yep. and there were like a sports card set for all the NHL Hall of Famers because like Whoa. that's how I feel the Hall of that like that 90s set or 90s era is. I feel like like everyone there is like a Hall of Famer. Like I just named well, like the, eight of them, nine of the, them. The, the real Hall of Fame set is, uh, well, there's multiple in 1990-91. They're going to all be overprinted, but those are the real Hall of Fame sets. Your, your premiere set is going to have your Sandin, Fedorov, Yager, Medano rookies. Well, that's your what I mean, upper, though, right? Like the, Your it, upper it, deck set is going to have Bure, uh, Potvin, Fedorov, Belfour. Your score set is also going to include Lindros and Brodeur. And they're yes. incredibly overprinted, but that the, I, I know the point you're making. You know, you can find several 90 sets where all of those names are, are in there, regardless of rookie card or not. Um, uh, let me look. Look, this will be fun. Okay. 
uh, I pulled out this random stack of inserts from a particular set. Now, when you're looking at the copyrights on the back without statistics, this could either be, I'm guessing this is 94, 95, could be 93, 94, but it's Stadium Club. Nice. I was just talking about Stadium Club. Now, you want to talk about gimmickry. Every set had mailaways, a degree of interactivity that we'd never seen before. And that I don't know we see much anymore. Upper Deck does do the bounties. Um, now you're only mailing stuff in as if, if it's got shitty quality control. Now you're now you're contacting quality control or you're sending in redemptions to Panini that you'll never get. That's correct. Now, back in the day, you could get some really cool stuff. Um, now, Stadium Club did something called Super Team Cards. Okay. And they got hollow foil on them. Now, what the idea is, you send in this card that looks like a game card. And then you get the redeemed version. I think you get a whole set with uh, a logo on it that indicates that it's the super team card. Now, funny enough, here we are, how many years later? Oh my God, it's depressing. Almost uh, 30. 30. Almost 30 years later, the unredeemed cards carry a premium. The, the redeemed ones would say redeemed on the back. These don't, and they don't have the foil logo. But just to show you what I got here, they, they go by teams. And here we have the St. Louis Blues. Who does it picture? Cujo having a chat oh. with Brendan Shanahan. Nice. What? Now, what about the Penguins? I believe this is Francis having a discussion with Kovalev. You, obviously, you think to yourself, Lemieux and Yager. Are we forgetting Ron Francis had a big role on those Penguins teams? Canucks, who is sitting on the boards between... Lafayette and I, I I can't identify this other player. Who's chilling out on the boards? Pavel Bure. What an amazing it's insert nuts. set. Parallel obscurity. Amazing. I also I feel like the 90s were like where the NHL just kind of let hockey players be hockey players. Like they were all kind of superstars. Do you know what I mean? Like absolutely and like bigger than hockey. Like and, and I think it might have been a Gretzky effect, but like they yeah. were all like rock stars. Like like Yager was a rock star. You know what I mean? Like Burry, rock star. Like there was like a bunch of rock stars there in, was a in cool, the NHL. There was a cool thing going on. It was a dichotomy where like the most successful teams were re incredibly defensive, the, the devils and the trap, right? And then you had these individual superstars scoring 60, 70 goals like McGillney, Burry, uh, Brett Hall. Um, mind you, that was earlier 90s, I suppose. But you're right. There was a big cult of personality with individual players that perseveres to these days. I mean, you got to wonder who are people going to glom onto in the future, like these guys in their 30s who glommed onto the Burrays, the Yagers, the Solanis, um, the Hashiks. There Have are some seen, guys. Don't get me wrong. Did you see Matt Sundin's turnout at the expo? I mean, I, I was so confined. I, I, I didn't see any of that. Oh, I, can't imagine. I have never seen a line like that for an autograph. Like, but it's it's crazy. Like who Imagine today? Who who Imagine today? A, a who cup. today would garner that kind of love? Like honest yes. to God, I mean, even Austin Matthews, I don't know if he would. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. really don't. And that guy won what two Richards? Like and a heart Trophy. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And like yeah. Sunday never won any trophies. Did he win any trophies? Maybe like a Lady Bing. Maybe a poker trophy. Hey, I don't know. nice. But like I, it's just it's, it's fascinating. 
It is. No, no. I mean, uh, again, regardless of their overall accomplishments, that, that, that should tell you how much these guys resonate, regardless of, um, of, the, of the overall achievements or the individual uh, achievements. And they're still, by the way, a lot of these guys are still personalities. Yeah. You'll still hear from a lot of these guys. Yager is still playing hockey. Still playing hockey. It's crazy. And, and a lot of them are active when it comes to shows and signings. Uh, I mean, wait till you see the completed expo list coming up. I mean, it's it's great every year. And and that's just the 90s. We're talking about, it goes even back to the 80s and 70s. But um, there was something special going on there that's getting a lot of recognition right now. So, you know, you get a call with someone saying that they got 90 stuff again, 9.5 times out of 10. It's going to be score, pro set. Um, you know, you can only hope that that pro set guy maybe is, hey, what's this hologram? Especially and if they didn't collect into more. like the 2000s. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's a telltale sign. I think like if they have a bit of 2000s stuff, then yes. like, then yeah. there's a, a decent shot that and they now, collected like the cool, the really cool 90s stuff. And you're talking about a dead era at that point yes. from 00 to 05. Yeah. It's a dead era. Which um, is like Eric Stahl, uh, who by the way, I think is a Hall of Famer. Um, could, could very well be. Um, uh, and yeah. you know, I come yeah, in this Pavel Datsuk and Zetterberg, you know, like guys who don't really have a ton of like gem stuff. Well, I think I mentioned to you in this collection, there there's a there are a few outliers going into the 80s and going into the OOs. This gentleman collected the vast majority of the 90s sets from 9091 to 9900. Uh, and then here we have a 2000, 2001 upper deck exclusives. This is a Mike Medano. Out of a hundred. Now, how much product do you think Upper Deck printed in 2000, 2001? Number not, one. Not a ton. And then number two, and there are madmen out there, probably potentially listening to our show, and, and I love them uh, for that, that are collecting the exclusive set. And when it comes to getting the stars, I mean, I saw what Medano is going for. I can only imagine what, what some of these other guys are going for. Um. There's a comp for the Medano? Hmm? There's a comp for the Medano? There was one comp from the Medano. I priced under it. But really? It's almost 100 bucks. Really? Just to give you perspective. Right? And that's just really? it. Imagine pulling a, a Kale McCarr exclusives this year. What are you going to get? Five, 10 bucks? It's only yeah, a, maybe. maybe. It's what? Third, third, fourth year already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's anyway. funny, like, and you, you and I were talking a little bit about the the hockey card Gong Show post. Um, that also, that Datsuk, yeah, the Datsuk, the the Pacific Titanium Datsuk, number to twenty three, that just sold but, for six thousand dollars. Or just sorry, you, number number to thirteen, that just sold for six thousand dollars. Just to give you some quick historical context, though, that that was a big deal. If you want it, look, you can always check my work by going and finding an old Beckett. But when that titanium release came out, those low numbered, uh, th that was considered, people went insane over those because those are considered the base card in the set. So if you want to collect the set, you need that Datsia, which is numbered to what? 13. Yeah. So you need that card if you technically want the complete base set. People went nuts and that was big money. There was a Gabrick. Um, was Gabrick the same year as Datsia or a different mm, year? 2000. Gabrick? Gabrick may have been 
And that's so Gabrick is, is definitely two thousand. So I think I think Datsuk is two thousand and one, two thousand and two, and then uh, yeah. I think Zetterberg is two thousand two, two thousand three. There, there was a titanium release for Gabrick that caused yeah. the same craziness. Yeah, and at the time Gabrick was ridiculous, man. Like before his injuries, like I mean, I still have love for for Gabrick. Yeah, I mean, now I'm reminiscing in a period of my time, a period of my life, which was more like university. I'm now reminiscing about you know. The 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 2000 2001 Black Diamond release where people were chasing the numbered Danny Heatley and the numbered Gabrick. Spezza was in uh, that too. And sorry, Spezza Spezza was in that too. Spezza was a big name at the time. Yeah, yeah, it was huge, huge man. That that that, that Senator's you know, line was deadly. That upper deck release with Nash Spezza, and I I feel like I'm forgetting another biggie. Kovalchuk, Zetterberg. Zetterberg. Nash, oh, 2000, 2002, 2003. That upper deck yeah, release yeah, 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 where yeah. they really went out of their way to say that they short printed the Young Guns. I'll never forget that expo. I was at that expo. The Young Guns, the young guns are the ones with the portraits on them, right? Like it's their face on the back in the background. I think it has it has a white background. Um, I know what you're talking about. That remember this? Know what I'm talking about? And it was the first year where it was stunning. The dealers' tables. Brendan, this was 2002, right? 2001? 2002. 2002, 2003. Those young guns were marked at $200 and above. Raw? Well, yeah, I guess it wasn't really grading. Raw! Getting pulled yeah. at the show. There wasn't much grading going on back yeah. in 2002. That's like Matty Beneers level right now. That actually blew my mind. And Damn. that's when something was cooking in the hobby uh, when it came to the prices. Um, and you realize that the companies, Upper Deck specifically, were becoming acutely aware of the importance of short printing. Well, because they also had exclusives in that set. Correct. Yes. They, oh, they, they, they had, had exclusives. Canadian, they had Canadian Maple Leaf exclusive. They had well, exclusives. They they really caught on. When did the, the high gloss start coming out? I mean, listen, this is a. This, that's an in-depth topic. You need like an expert to come on, right? Uh, uh, don't forget, there used to be something called electric ice. Uh, I just showed you some, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That was a whole thing. With the, they were not serially numbered, but they were parallels. Does Ovechkin have a high gloss? I think he does. And, and by the way, high Do gloss. Who? I think Ovechkin has a high gloss. You, I believe high gloss was around for 05. 05. And. At a certain point, like in 03, they were known as Spectrum exclusives. They were Spectrum, they were, which, which played off of SPX. It was known as a Spectrum parallel when you got an exclusives. And then it eventually just solely became exclusives. When did we uh, start calling them Upper Deck Clear Cut exclusives? Upper Deck Clear Cut exclusives only popped up a few years ago. Like I can't remember the exact year. No, no, I know, but like... But like, are they? I mean, have they always been called clear cut exclusives? I've just called them clear cuts. No, no, no. There were there were clear cuts for a while, and then I believe nineteen twenty or twenty twenty one, we all of a sudden saw clear cut exclusives, where it was a clear cut card and it said exclusives on it. They were not serially numbered. I know this for a fact. Ah. Uh, now that it started getting really complicated. Ah. Needlessly, uh, which, by the way, is. Very much a throwback to the 90s because we're starting to get complicated in the hobby right now. Needlessly, we have shorter prints. Um, you know, we were talking about... Well, now we have black canvases. We have French. We have... I mean, there's a lot of chases, at least, you know? Like, it makes it interesting, for sure. 
Well, I mean, because th there's such a massive amount of printing going on of the base stuff, you you want to create these elements that seem a little more rare, a little tougher to chase. I mean, they um, are more rare. If there's only a hundred exclusives, like I mean, that's like more. I mean, a rare. lot, a lot more rare, right? I mean, yeah. Like, even um, if they screwed up at the factory and there's like 105 exclusives, I mean, that's still only 105, you know? <laughs> but I mean, look, there's, to me, there's nothing more confusing that here's an, here's an Eric Lindros serially numbered platinum red, but there's mirror red, mirror platinum. You need a whole hour long podcast with an expert to go over uh, these certified and totally certified releases. Oh, you got to put away the platinum reds for me, man. What's wrong with you? I got him here. I got him here, buddy. Um, but it's, I mean, look, this pile right here, which isn't even top loaded, is a great example. I just showed you a card that, number one, has a peel on it, right? We The peels, remember the peels? Um, the idea was, you know, in order to protect the shiny surface, could you imagine if all Pops baseball chrome cards had a peel on them? The idea was to protect the surface. I mean, maybe they wouldn't have goddamn print lines on them. There you go. And the, you had the option of peeling it and you'd have this crispy, beautiful, chromey surface. Now that's a big topic in the hobby right now is, at, uh, you know, 30 years later, what do you do with these? How do you grade them? Some people peel, some people don't. Some people slab when it's peeled. Some people don't slab when it's peeled. Um, in this same stack I'm holding, Brendan, 9091 score Owen Nolan. That's a card. You literally, I mean, it. it is worth less than the paper. It's like 20 cents, you know, at this that. point. Now, the next thing I have uh, is an Eric Daze 96-97 flare. Eric Daze. Blue parallel. These blue parallels were numbered out of 250 at the time. This was this was considered like you struck gold if you hit one. I have an Aginla blue flare and no one bats an eye, bro. Out of 250? Yes, man. That's wild. Yeah, it's his rookie year, 296. And it's again, funny, man. I, listen, I have been diving into the 90s. I've been... <laughs> this random pile I've got. So again, platinum red, Steve Eiserman. And I know platinum isn't anywhere near the mirrors. Um, then I have platinum blue. Now the platinum red is numbered 6,199. Yes, total. I know. Can I just send you my checklist? Is that like, What's you, the know? Blue? you know, the blue numbered is... 2599? No, 3099. By the way, I have for you here a combo. Lindros blue, Lindros red. I mean, I probably need like 50 of each of those. So but I mean, not like the, not, not the Lindros, but I mean. The, Absolutely everything's the, numbered. And the reds. 0203 memorabilia red, numbered out of 200. That's This is a uh, Mike Richter. Everything's numbered. Um, Brian Leach Craftsman. It's it almost like. like a, it's almost it looks like, like a plain insert card, right? No biggie. Yes, Biggie, numbered out of 2,500. It's like nowadays where everything is numbered. Literally, the only difference is at least they picked one set and num numbered it out of 2,500. Now they just make 25 sets and number each one out of like 50. So there's the illusion that the, that you're out of 50 is worth significantly more, but like there's actually 25 sets that each of them is numbered out of 50. Pacific created a card. I don't have the example in front of me. I know I've got one somewhere because I've been pulling some out. Pacific created a card called a card supial, where a mini card of a completely different player is nestled into the back of, say, Patrick Wall. It's a mini card inside a card. Another crazy one I'm going to show you 
if I think I just saw it. Sorry, man. I, no, 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 no. Especially fun, if man. someone's listening on Spotify, they're like, yeah, this is what I want. I want a guy <laughs> flipping through cards. Look at this. This is a Patrick Waugh card. This is from, this is a Donruss product, copywritten in 98, called Donruss Priority. I know Donruss Priority. Come on. Get ready for this. It's a, it's, uh, you know, I'm trying. The, to, is it the male one? Is the it? ironic thing, Coach Co, is I'm trying to be the PG one. You're always swearing, but yeah, this know. mother effing card is a stamp. Yes. A real stamp. Yeah, yeah. Number to 100. From Guyana. Yeah, yeah. Number to 100, it's a right? Guyanese stamp. You know what happened in Guyana? There was some Kool Aid drinking. Is that Patrick Waugh? Now, on the back. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Patrick Waugh? This is Patrick Waugh. How much is that sticker at? Don't you want to know? It's cheap. I do. I do it's, not expensive. it's not expensive. We'll get man, there. Bro, can we start putting stuff away or what, man? This you realize crazy. someone, you know, people walk in while I'm working on this project. Oh. It's the whole thing. Okay, listen. Look for the featured player on the corresponding postcard and match it with this stamp. That's what it says on the back. I have a few of them. And it's uh, 9798 is what it says. Uh, have you ever seen this? This is a Brendan Shanahan. It's an SP card. I've never seen this. I'm for the first time looking at this with you. That's pretty cool. That's wild, actually. It's a card within a card. <laughs> and it's That's called wild. It's called Inside Info. I've never held one. I've never seen one. That's I've pretty cool. live. We're doing this live. That's pretty cool. You take a screenshot. Uh, I mean, I'll go grab it after. Don't worry, I promise. <laughs> flexing, That's wild. flexing with the card flex. Um, That's wild. Beautiful, man. Um, now you, you know, you, you, you've been talking a lot on your feed about Pacific. Yep. Um, and 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 it's 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 great because like <clears throat> at the time, something about it. I don't know. Something about Pacific releases kind of felt off to me. Like. They were gimmicky and foily, but didn't seem to be as high a quality. I don't know why. I hated the rookie logo. It was just this diamond. Yeah. I can't get that. Yeah, the red, the red. It's the red. Something about it seemed cheap to me. I, I, I don't know, but I, I really get it now. Number one, everything is die cut. I know. Uh, everything's like numbered. The parallels are, are wild. Um, as you're holding a Minnesota wild card. The 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 the, the yeah, uh, this may have been the first year, no, two thousand three, no, because they drafted Gabrick in two thousand. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and then just flipping through these, like honor roll, was such a weird release. Was that the release that came with a statue? There was an upper deck release that came with statues. That's so crazy. So the box was a statue, and then a few packs, right? Um. You know, Flare Wave of the Future was such a big deal back. In the, these aren't even the blues. The Vaslav Verata, whose name I love, by the way, th this this subset, most of which weren't true rookie cards, by the way, just was blowing everyone away at the time. Everyone was really into it. Um, yeah, it's wild. Going through this is, I'm just in love with it. I, I put in overtime for no reason. I'm not paid for it. I just, I can't get away from these boxes. I love it. So much fun. Uh, like I said, it's a, it's a passion project. And uh, 
Don't worry. I'll make sure you have a VIP seat when the boxes are unveiled. I listen. I got cash ready, bro. Like, but I, people will be pulling up chairs. I have so many binders that need to be filled, my friend. They need to be filled. I have checklists on my phone. This is yeah. how devote I am to this cause. And I, I see have, it. I see people pulling out checklists. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not the old man with the, like the the piece of well, paper. You, and if you are, okay. that's that's unreal. You know, that's the unreal. old guys with the paper. They're collecting really old sets, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Now I know. you're seeing 34. Now you are the that's, youngest. I'm. The- I have. I'm. I'm not even joking. Maybe six or seven open checklists on my phone that I yep. there's like a check mark emoji that every time I, I grab one of those cards, like like from the checklist, I check mark yeah. emoji it. And you, uh, you, you it are, feels pretty damn good. You might be the youngest I know of the new generation of list guys because they're they're all generally around my age, and these are the sets they're looking for. So you're probably the youngest. That, but you know what? Another funny thing, like, and those guys, yeah. by the way, are going to have an advantage on you. Yeah. Uh, nice. I think we're but like six that's, left. That's a long list. Those guys are going to have an advantage on you, Brendan, because they know little little insider things like. You, you take uh, some of the early sign of the times uh, sets. This one in particular is from. Be a pro. I'm testing myself here. 08. 08, 09. Maybe. Some of the, some of the earlier sign of the time sets. I'm surprised. You know what? This may say 2000. My, my eyesight is going. Someone, someone's probably going to recognize this design, but you know, Joseph Stumpel was an SP in the set. Unless you have a Beckett. He he was like a top five pick, I think. No? He may have been, but the point is, looking back, who wants Joseph Stumpel? I'll tell you. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. People who know that it's an SP in the set, so don't blink your eyes at it. He got drafted Uh, by the Ottawa Senators, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He he is on... uh, He's a... I know him as mostly as an LA King, and he's a king on this one, but I'm thinking Bruins and Senators for some reason. I don't know. But uh, you know the, the 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 whole the whole thing with the random SPs is a whole other game in '90s hockey, and they you know the, the people who collected at the time, the people who are aware of it, are really going to know. I'm going to give you one last little factoid here because we could do this literally all day. But the one now I'm learning myself as I go through this, and the most interesting one to me was the price difference when it came to some of these sets like Ultra, for example, where there would be a parallel known as Gold Medallion. And the only way that, the only difference, so here's a Premier Pivot insert card. So there's parallels in the insert cards. Now, you see how that that, that logo? Yeah. That says Gold Medallion. When it's not there, it says Fleer Ultra. The Fleer Ultra card is a dollar card. I have this gold medallion marked at $15. Um, and I swear you could, they're both gold foil. One says Fleer Ultra, one says gold medallion. Um, so these are little intricacies that I think people get off on and they know about. Um, check this out. This is, an, this is a UD exclusives from 0001, Brendan, where... There's no designation such as high gloss. The only designation is exclusives. And yet it's numbered out of 25. Really? It's 21 out of 25 right here. It says UD exclusives. This is Callie Johansson. 
who was a defenseman for the Capitals, pretty good actually. Um, he seemed pretty consistently between 30, 50 points a year. Uh, and this I have marked at $10. Again, set builders of an out of 25 exclusives from 2000, get out of town. That's cool. Get out of town. I think. How about a, Doug, how about a Dougie Gilmore finest refractor? You finish it off with Dougie. I love that. I think the biggest thing about all this, I mean, there's a bunch of things. The first is when you talk about the intricacies and like there's so many little subtleties, I think that, I mean, it really speaks to the collector, right? Like much like, I mean, if you were opening up a deck product and you weren't aware that you pulled a short print, like yes. you would have no, no idea. Like in some, some cases you have no idea. Same thing with, with tops baseball. You have no idea. Yeah. You get a short print unless you are looking for it. You know, the serial number to look for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need to know these things, which means that you need to be like a collector of that sport. You can't to your point last week, you can't just skim through. You cannot yeah. just like, just rah, 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 rifle through base cards because each card could be of importance. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I don't mean to call out or make fun of uh, Josh and Troy, but they weren't aware that the third jersey cards in Skybox Metal are SPs. The and, retros, the retros. And it's funny, I had an interaction yeah. with someone who had taken home some Skybox Metal, and I mentioned to them, you know, uh, I don't know what you did with your base cards, but there are some short prints there. And the guy's like, what do you mean? How can you tell? And I said, uh, and, and I don't think hockey was his main sport. But I said, uh, it's if they're wearing the third jersey. And the guy looked at me with the biggest, blankest stare. Like, well, I guess you, I'm not going to know if I have SPs. That's funny. Also, if you look at the back, it's the it looks like the retro, uh, like the, the Fleer metal set. Uh, really? Uh, with the yeah. SPs? So the oh. back looks different as well. So there's like little subtle uh -huh. different on the back. Yeah. And if someone's flying through their pack, yes. they don't even look at the back. Yeah. Yeah, the back looks like it looks like the like 96 set is what it looks like. And I only know that because I've I've been again trying to assemble that one too, you know? Like it's uh this has been a really fun episode. Well, look I at mean, us. We just fanboyed it up in here, didn't we? We sure did. I and I think if you've stuck around till the end here, I think the biggest takeaway here is like if you put that level of passion into whatever you're collecting it doesn't have to be hockey it could be basketball it could be wrestling it could be football it could be anything and and it could be ultra modern if you really wanted it to be um but if you put that level of passion into whatever it is that you're collecting i mean you can talk about those cards for the next 20 30 years um with the next generation of people who might come up and and want to you know relive some of the greatest moments in your sports history uh, featuring some of the greatest players in your sports history. Um, and, you know, it's ultimately it's a, it's a hobby. You got to collect, right? So I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to leave our listeners with, but uh, I'm pretty pumped. Yeah, man. No, it was, uh, I think this was a nice little counterbalance to the uh, uh, agonizing and moaning that I and we did last week. And, uh, I, uh, you know, encourage people to, I, I feel like my DMS are going to get blasted after this episode. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I know what I'm in for. Please don't get upset at me if I'm a little slow in getting back to, uh, that's the, that's the cartel way. Um, look out for the beard and the mustache this Sunday at the, uh, Canada sports card show. Yes, sir. 
And uh, yeah, we'll be there. You know what Brendan's going to be collecting. Um, I will be there scoping out perhaps some various baseball SPs involving players like Acuna and Rodriguez. I am going to be scoping out classic autographs and cards of a lot of the hockey players we discussed today. We didn't even mention the way, the name Wayne Gretzky, did no, we? No, I, I tried not to because like he's obviously, you know. Yeah, but it's also because in everything. Yeah, and it's also because Hinnom High Sports Cards already bought every single one. So. Every single short printed. There are none fabric, left. And we're gonna and you know? uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll discuss some exciting things we have coming up later. Maybe check out our Instagram feed. There's so much exciting stuff coming There's up. So many exciting guests. It's gonna be fun guests. I promise you guys. You guys Love are gonna learn, learn a lot. Team, Ooh, for now, I want you guys to have a wonderful rest of your day. The cardboard coaches are out of here. We love you. Peace.